Good morning. The sun is shining. Christ Jesus rules and reigns, so all is well. The gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, it gives us hope. It gives us hope for a future existence, future face-to-face fellowship with God. Um, But it doesn't just give us hope for a future existence. It also gives us a taste of that future existence in the here and now. It's one of the beauties of the gospel of our Lord Jesus. It gives us a pattern to live our lives so that we may know healing and redemption and restoration and joy and peace right now in our current existence. You know, that that doesn't mean that this life isn't going to be difficult and there aren't going to be uh, trials and tribulations that encompass this life, of course. Uh, they, they will uh, be within this uh, life because sin still exists within the world. But the truth still remains that God's way of doing things, living under the reign of God in this current world, is the best way to live. God's way is the best way. And that's certainly true when it comes to the home and the family. As we've been talking about, two God-fearing parents, a mother and a father who embrace their God-designed roles, uh, that is the foundation of a fortified home, a home that allows the glory of God to shine in the world for everyone to see. However, parents are not the only ones who contribute to a fortified home. There's someone else. Take out your Bible with me and turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I want to start off by reading our main passage that we're going to be diving into today. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. This was read for us a moment ago. Verse 1 of Ephesians 6 says, Children, obey your parents. In the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. When I was growing up in church and I heard the Bible preached and read out loud, I heard it for many years, all my growing up years, uh, I sometimes felt... When I was a child, when I was a kid, I sometimes felt that all that preaching and all that Bible reading wasn't really for me. You know, it didn't seem to have anything to do with me and my situation or affect me and my life in in, in any way. It it seemed like what I heard uh, from in church, from Bible readings, was mainly for my parents, uh, more so than it was for me. But what we see in this passage, and what I want to focus on this morning, tells us the opposite. It tells us something different. We see here that Paul specifically addresses those who are still under the authority of their parents, children and teens. He doesn't ignore them. Or place them on a level of, at, a, at, a, at some kind of level of non-importance. But, but he recognizes kids and, and, and gives uh, them 
very important instruction while living within the home. If you're a kid today, if you're a child listening to me, hearing me, you, 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 might, you might feel like this time uh, of, of preaching and worship and, and Bible reason, reading, you might feel like it doesn't apply to you. Uh, you. You might even feel like the Bible isn't for you. But I want you to know today, if you're a kid, I want you to know that the Bible and these words spoken here today are for you. In fact, the Bible speaks directly to you and gives you something that leads to a blessed life in God if you are a kid. Not only do your parents contribute to a fortified home, but you do. You contribute to a fortified home as well. Kids, if, if you can understand what I'm saying this morning, if you're old enough to hear me, to hear what I'm saying, know this. Know that by the choices you make, the decisions that you make, you can help your home be what Jesus wants it to be. And you can contribute, not later on in the future, but right now to many lives being blessed by God. We say in Kids Sing at the very end, I say every week, when do we want to be like Jesus? And what do we say? Right now. Right now we want to be like Jesus. Right now you can be like Jesus. You don't have to wait until you reach a certain age. You don't have to wait until maybe you're, if you don't have to wait until you're baptized if you're not, uh, to try to be like Jesus. If, if, if you're a kid and you uh, are able to understand what I'm saying, know that the Bible has something for you. It, it gives you something that will bring about a blessing for you, for your mom, for your dad, for your family, for your church family, for the community here in Lebanon, and for the world around you. And God will be glorified and honored by the decisions that you make, even if you're four years old hearing me today in the audience. Right now, right now, kids, you can play a very important part in your family, in your home, and you can contribute in a way that brings glory and honor to the God that created you. So this morning, it's going to be a little bit different uh, than, than what we normally do. Uh, we're, we're going to open up the Bible together. That's not different, of course. Uh, but we're going to look at this passage in Ephesians, as you see in this, on the screen, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3. And we're going to allow it to speak directly to our kids. So kids, listen up. This is for you. Now, as, as we look at the passage, we can see that there are two ways that children and teens can contribute to a fortified home. Two primary ways that they um, can contribute that we're going to look at this morning. And that's, uh, number one, obedience. Obey your parents. And number two, honor. Honor your parents. Obedience 
and honor, two things that are quite honestly hard to come by today and see in our world, but both of them are so very important important for you kids to embrace in your homes. In, in fact, obedience and honor are traits that we see within Jesus himself. Uh, and when, when he was a kid, these are things that Jesus embodied when he was your age, when he was a child. Uh, notice with me in Luke chapter 2, verses 51 through 52. Luke chapter 2, verses 51 through 52. Then he, that's Jesus, went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he was obedient to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. Did you know, I wonder if you've ever thought about this. Did you know that at one time Jesus himself was a kid? He was. Jesus Christ was a child that is your age. You know, he he probably had friends who he would run around and play with like you do. He had teachers that would instruct him uh, like like you do. Uh, When he was little, you know, he probably got into trouble like I'm sure none of you ever do. (laughs) He was a kid. He experienced life as a child in a very similar way that you do. And, And what we see in Jesus when he was a kid was this same kind of attitude that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 6. He was obedient to his parents. He honored them. Now, just for a few moments, let's look at those two instructions, obedience and honor, a bit more closely and apply them to our situation today. Let's look at the first one, obey. Obeying them, obeying your parents, what does that mean? That means simply to do what your parents tell you to do with a cheerful attitude, without grumbling or complaining. As we open up the book of Proverbs, we see that the the book of Proverbs has a lot to say uh, about uh, about this subject. It gives us a lot of wisdom that leads to life and joy and peace. And, And in Proverbs, we see what obedience is and what obedience looks like. Notice with me Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Verse 8 says, Hear, hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Kids, you might have heard your parents say before, in one ear, out the other. I know I did many times uh, when I was growing up. That means, when you hear that expression, that means that you are not choosing. You're you're choosing not to hear them. You're choosing not to listen to your parents when they have to tell you over and over and over and over again uh, to do something and you don't do it. Then then you're choosing. What you're doing is you're choosing to consider their words as not very important. And, And that's just not loving. That's not something that Jesus himself would do. So 
a part of obedience, as we see within Proverbs, is hearing, hearing your parents. It, that means taking what they say, what they tell you to do, very seriously. It means putting a, a lot of value on their instructions, on their words to you. And that leads to the next part of obedience. Flip over to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. Which is really just an echo of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. But we see one little word that's a little bit different here in verse 20. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. So in Proverbs chapter 1, we see uh, here... We see that the text says, hear what your parents say. Uh, that's considering what they say is valuable. That's taking what your parents say very seriously. And now we have keep. Keep what your parents say. Hear what your parents tell you to do and do it and keep it. That's obedience. When, when they say to you, I need you to throw this away for me, hear it, value it, take it seriously, and do it, and keep it. When they say curfew is at 10 p.m., hear it, and keep it. When they tell you to stop making that annoying sound in the back of your, in the back of your car that drives your poor dad insane, hear it, and keep it without grumbling, without complaining. And that might seem kind of simple, but obeying your parents is actually one of the biggest things, if not the biggest thing you could do to show that you love them and to show that you love God. As Again, as we say in Kids Sing every week, the, the greatest commands are love, God, love, others, basically. When you obey your parents, what are you doing? You're keeping the command to love others when you obey. And at the same time, you're also keeping the command to love God. You are keeping the greatest commands when you choose to obey your parents. Now, notice with me in our passage in verse 1, uh, again in, in Ephesians chapter 6. Keep your thumb there. We're going to be going back to it. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. So children are to obey their parents in the Lord. Uh, what in the world does that mean? What does it mean to obey your parents in the Lord? That means, I'll give you an illustration here. That means that when you're sitting in Cracker Barrel, so you go to Cracker Barrel after uh, after worship on Sunday, uh, to eat your Sunday lunch, and your mom tells you to finish all those green beans that you have on your plate. Now, instead of rolling your eyes or secretly placing each bean into the fold of your napkin so it looks like you ate them but you really didn't, uh, in, in, instead of doing that, you are to hear her, value what she says, and keep what she says. And when you do that, when you hear and keep, when you obey in that way, what you're doing is that you're showing an act of of, of love and service to God Himself. 
when you obey. When you obey your parents in the Lord, what that means, you're, you're not only obeying them, you're also obeying God. You, you are essentially being God's servant when you obey your parents. You are a servant of God when you do what your parents tell you to do. When you eat your green beans, when you take out the trash, when you're home by 8 p.m., when you clean your room, when you're on your best behavior, when you stop playing Call of Duty, when you spend two hours on that science project that's due tomorrow, all because it's what your parents told you to do, and you do it cheerfully without throwing a fit, without grumbling or complaining, then it's like you're blowing a kiss of love to Jesus himself. Isn't that amazing? Paul, uh, pa Paul isn't telling you here in Ephesians chapter 6. He, he's not telling you just to, he's, he's not giving you just a, a pat on the head and saying, be good little boys and girls. It, it's something much bigger than that. Uh, what, what we see within Ephesians chapter 6. You kids... You are serving Jesus when you obey your parents. And that's a big deal. A big deal. But what if you really, really, really don't want to? <laughs> what if you really, really, really don't want to obey your parents? What if, what if your parents tell you to do something and for you to do it would be very, very hard? Maybe uh, what they tell you to do is the opposite of what you want to do. You would do something differently. You would do it the opposite way. Or maybe what they tell you to do from your viewpoint seems kind of silly. It seems just pointless. How are we to practice this kind of obedience even when it's hard? Because it can be. How are we to obey when it's hard? And why? Why should we? Now, the Bible is gracious enough to give you a reason why you should heed this command and obey in this regard. I notice again in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, for this is right. So God tells us here to obey our parents uh, simply because it's the right thing to do. In other words, it's fitting. It's the way things work best when you obey your parents. I'll give you another, another illustration here. Say that your dad is trying to teach you how to swing a baseball bat, uh, and, and he spends 15, 20 minutes uh, telling you how to, how, to, how to have the proper stance, how you're supposed to grip the bat, how you, uh, how you take a good swing, how you follow through with that, with that swing and hit the ball. But then when it comes your turn to actually uh, step to the plate and, um, and, and do what he told you to do, you put your feet together, you hold the fat end of the bat, and you swing the bat like you're chopping a block of wood. <laughs> what if you did something like that? That's, that's just not going to work. It's been, and you know this, especially if you've played baseball before. It's not fitting. It wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be fitting. It's not the way things work best. And you simply won't succeed at hitting the ball. You're not going to do it right. And the same is true... The same thing is true when it comes to obeying your parents. You obey them because that's the way 
things work best. It's God's design for children to obey their parents, and that's a good reason to do it, even when it's hard. It works best for your family. It works best for those around you. And you may not realize it in the moment, but it works best for you when you obey your parents. Notice with me Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. For your parents' command is a lamp, and their instruction a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. What your Christian parents, who have your best interest at heart, what they tell you to do, the instructions that they give you, the commands that they give you, it's like a flashlight in a dark cave, as we see within this text. The words of your parents, they're like a car headlight on a dark country road at night. They guide you and and they lead you to what's best even if you don't understand it, or even if it's hard to do. Also notice with me Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. So this passage says that it brings pleasure to God. It brings pleasure to to God himself when you obey your parents. You put a smile on God's face every time you do what your mom or your dad tells you to do without grumbling or complaining, choosing to have a good attitude about it. It pleases God. It makes God smile. It makes God happy. Also notice Proverbs chapter 23, verse 25. Proverbs 23 Verse 25, let your father and your mother be glad and let her rejoice who gave birth to you. Your mom, especially, went through a lot to bring you into this world. When you obey her, when you submit to her, when you listen to her and fulfill your role in the family, you make her glad. You make her rejoice, which is a very precious thing in the eyes of God. So, realizing all of these things and seeing all of these things and taking hold of them and and believing them will help you to obey your parents and obey them cheerfully, even when it's difficult, and fulfill your role in the family. Now, as we, uh, as we wrap up here, I want to look at the second uh, bit of instruction that we see in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, to kids. And that is this, honor, honor your father and your mother. Respect them and their authority. Now, as I'm sure many of you know, uh, there, there are many voices today uh, that discourage children from honoring their parents. Uh, much of children's and teens' entertainment today, uh, you, you turn on just the, the lo- local station and, and, you, and you see the, the shows that are being fed to, to, our, to our children. They depict parents as, 
as, quite frankly, lunatics who are not worthy of respect, who are not worthy of, of honor, which shapes young people's perception of authority negatively. But what God has called us to do and what God has called us to be is much higher and much deeper in regards to our vision of our parents. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 3, it says, Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. Now, to revere someone, that means that you have this deep sense of respect for them. You admire them in their place and their position. Also, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, it says, Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. When, when you show this kind of respect, this honor to someone, you're showing that you value them, that you place a high price tag on them and the position that they are in very highly. You treat them with dignity. You treat them with respect. You treat them with honor by your words and your actions. That's, that's honoring someone. You you, you honor your father and your mother when, uh, when you treat people with kindness out in public. Uh, because when you do that, when you uh, are, uh, act in a way um, that, um, that of, of, of kindness and, and civility um, in, in that way, you're showing everyone around you that your dad has had a big impact on you when you behave out in public and act in the way that you should. Uh, that's one way that you treat your dad, especially with dignity, with honor, with respect. And li likewise, you honor your mother when you don't argue with her, when you don't backtalk her, but you listen to her and you take what she says very seriously. Now, uh, something to keep in mind, kids, and for adults as well, when your parents get old and you become an adult, you honor them, you show them honor and dignity and respect by showing them you appreciate them. Your, your parents, especially when you, uh, when, you, when, when you mature and you get older uh, and, and your parents become uh, older, your parents have a deep uh, need to, to, to know that they had an impact on your life. They ha parents have that need once their children reach to adulthood. And you honor them, you show them honor and dignity and respect when you show them that you, you I, I appreciate you, you made an impact on me in my upbringing, in my life. You honor your parents by, uh, when they get older, by spending time with them. You honor them by taking care of them, by, taking, by providing for them when they can't provide for themselves, just in the way that they provided for you and took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself. But at the same time, uh, and like we said before, all of these things might be kind of hard to do sometimes. Sometimes it can be difficult to honor your father and your mother. And you might ask, why? Why in the world do I have to do this? Again, the Bible gives us a reason. Look with me in our passage in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 2. Verse 2 and 3, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. 
Now, in this passage here, Paul actually quotes the fifth commandment from the Old Testament. And, and this commandment to honor your father and your mother, it's uh, very unique uh, from, the, from, the other, uh, from, from the other commandments because it's a command that has a promise attached to it. And, and the promise is this, as we read before, that it may go well with you when you enter the land. The promise, in other words, goes like this. If you honor your father and your mother, then you will experience a blessing for years to come when you enter the promised land. You will, be, you will experience a generational blessing by God when you uphold this command. That, that, what that means, kids, that means that honoring your father and your mother, showing them respect, showing them uh, admiration and, 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 and dignity, that's the key to producing a healthy, functional community a healthy, functional society. When children fulfill their role in the home and in the family by obeying and honoring their parents, then what it produces is a functional community of people who are blessed by God for years and years to come. Now, isn't that amazing? I think that's absolutely amazing. Honoring your parents you know, it's not just to hold you back. It's not just uh, to take all the fun out of, your, out of your life. It's not just this boring command, something that you have to do. But it's a way, honoring your father and your mother, it's, it's a way that you can bring God's blessing to the world around you when you honor your father and mother. And again, that is a big deal. But at the same time, if you don't obey your parents and, and you live in a constant state of rebellion, uh, then what this command implies that this world, uh, you're, you're not contributing to uh, the blessing of this world. Um, this world will not be a very good place to live if you don't honor your father and your mother um, and fulfill that role. So it doesn't matter if you're 17, if you're uh, 15, if you're 11, if you're 7, if you're 4 years old, you can contribute. You can contribute in the situation that you are in right now to making this world, to making your home, uh, making your family, making this church, making this world a better place when you honor your parents. So, my message this morning is very simple. It's the message of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, and it's a message to our kids. And that is this, that kids, you can contribute right now to a fortified home. You don't, you don't have to wait till you're older. You, you can make your family, your, your church, uh, your, your home, and this world around you a much better place to be when you obey your parents, when you honor your parents when you do what they tell you to do, and you can make God's glory shine through you, no matter what age you are. This morning, if you have any need, uh, this time is set aside uh, so that uh, we can pray for any need that you may have. Uh, also, if, if you know that you don't know Jesus, if you know that you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, we're going to sing a song here in a moment. I'm going to stand uh, down below and another elder is going to uh, be with me. And uh, you are welcome to come forward um, to repent of your sins, confess your faith 
in Jesus Christ and uh, be immersed in Jesus uh, this morning. The water's ready. It's behind me. Uh, you can begin a relationship with Christ Jesus right now um, if, you, uh, if you don't already have one um, and, uh, and experience joy for an eternity. Uh, this morning, if you have any need, uh, why don't you come as we stand and as we sing?